Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. To Prospect and Juno Avenue this week in Urban Spelunking. So is it the Lower East Side, the East Side downtown? Oh, this argument could go on forever. <laughs> it's somewhere <laughs> in there, right? Yeah. So, I, I sort of feel like that's Lower East Side. I think I agree. I'd be hard-pressed to tell you where the boundary line is, if there's right. one, but if you said it was downtown, I would be okay with that. We'll have to ask John Gerda on that one. We'll, yes. we'll get back to you. But this is the David Barnett Art Gallery, uh, just a gorgeous mansion that has been turned into an art gallery. And if you drive past this, if you notice it, you'll never unsee it. It's just that beautiful. It's just a gorgeous mansion. Yeah, you know, it's an 1875 Cream City brick mansion in the Italianate style, but it used to have a tower. And okay. even though the tower is missing, it's still beautiful, right? I mean, you didn't know this yeah, tower. Yeah, right? I did. I would not have missed the tower. No, but uh, <laughs> That's if you see, beautiful. if there's a photo in the article, uh, and if you look at that, you'll see how even more beautiful it was with the with the tower. Designed by Edward Townsend Mix, who was and that's a name. Yeah, that's a name. That's definitely that's a name. Yeah, he was a, one of the most popular and best known architects uh, in the city uh, around this time. So let's just talk about what's there now, because um, I, I was just struck with how, how much they've preserved the inside, uh, even though it's being, it's definitely not a residence anymore. It's an art gallery yeah. being used for much different purposes. Um, but what, what's it like inside? Um, inside, it's owned by David Barnett, who bought the building in 85 and uh, clearly loves the place. He used to live upstairs when he first bought it, but now he does not live upstairs. And he says every time he comes around that sort of bend on, on Prospect, he's just still amazed at how beautiful it is and how lucky he is to be able to have this place. Um, and as long as he does, I don't think it's going to change that much because he, he really does treasure it and um, and the, all those details are going to be there as long as he is. Uh, but you go inside and as beautiful as it is outside, it is equally beautiful inside. There is, as I say, there's all this uh, ornamental detail in the house itself, which we'll talk about later. But also there's just art everywhere. It was. Like, it is, Everything yeah. is art everywhere. Yeah. And being that it is an art gallery, it's open to the public. Yep. Folks can go in there and see it for themselves and maybe buy some art if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is just like every floor. Yeah, and it really is sort of the perfect compliment because you walk in and the beauty of the house just sort of feeds off the beauty of the art and vice versa. It really is just you walk in, it's almost like a, it's a visual wonderland. <laughs> is there any one particular type of art or is it all different kinds? No, he seems to do all different kinds of things, all sorts of media, different ages, different, you know, I mean, there's, there looks like there's impressionist era stuff. There's, you know, contemporary stuff, just everything in between. And I thought it was interesting that there's a fully functioning framing shop in the basement. Yeah. He's got a staff in the basement that basically does, uh, framing work and, and Matt cuts mats and does all that kind of stuff. It makes you wonder too about um, you know what the future of this building could have been back in the 80s when, when it was taken over by David Barnett. Um, might it have been a residence? Might it have been something else entirely? Mm-hmm. You know, um, But just so cool that it was turned into this that it's still something that the public can go into. You know, what kind of access do you have to a mansion? You right. Know, like well, this? and it's great that it survived because you know the family that built this built two other houses uh, nearby, one directly next door, and those don't survive. And actually, the one directly next door came down uh, in the 1990s. So 
it was not a given that this place would survive. Well, you mentioned the family that built it. In fact, uh, it's worth talking about that there was, you know, there's a whole history, a whole family, a whole generation that existed before the art gallery that was responsible for this building. Uh, Henry Button. Henry Button. Who we've talked about previously. So we're going to talk about the original owners of the building and who exactly Henry Button is next on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back at Prospect and Juno at the David Barnett Art Gallery. Beautiful mansion, every surface covered in art, as we talked about. <laughs> and that is today, but the building was built many, many years ago, and uh, it was by this this guy named Henry Button, who obviously money was uh, no object in the, the building of this place. <laughs> no, Henry Harrison Button. He was born in um, New England, studied medicine, and became a doctor, and actually practiced for a couple of years in Brooklyn um, and then got sort of lured to Milwaukee by one of his in-laws, came out here and with that guy started a pharmaceutical business. And apparently in no time, if you, I mean, if you read the article, you'll see that pretty quickly they became rich at this, selling their elixirs and potions and, and tonics <laughs> and miracle cures of all different kinds. Interesting. Um, I, we were just talking about uh, the exhibit at the public museum, Power of Poison, yeah. and there's whole sections about this, the early pharmaceutical era. Of course, there were lots of miracles that uh, right. emerged from that era. But a miracle like, that people survived, some of them. Right, yeah. <laughs> but there was quite a bit of stuff that, uh, you know, tonics and elixirs and mercury people would use as a cure. Um, I guess if it didn't kill you, maybe it made you stronger, right? <laughs> so it was definitely a, a work in progress, I suppose, as the pharmaceutical uh, industry emerged. Henry Button, uh, one of the Milwaukeeans behind that. So when he built this mansion, we just the, the detail was just amazing to me. Like the the wooden features on the doors, the wooden door handles, the beautiful flooring, just the intricate inlays. It's yeah. just gorgeous. Yeah. Outside, there used to be a wraparound porch, and there was a tower that we talked about earlier. Um, and Russell Zimmerman, who knows these things, said uh, it's an especially great example of Italianate architecture in Milwaukee because it looks like it was all crafted by the same hand. This was a time when you this was a popular style and architects and builders could buy a lot of these things sort of pre-made and just kind of slap them up there. Um, so if you wanted like a, a beautiful hand carved doorknob, you could just order that. Right. Or a cornice or something. Right, you know, yeah. but, but his, uh, his assessment is that these look like they were all done by local craftsmen here. And that it, it's a really sort of unique example of that kind of unity of, of workmanship. Yeah. Um, and then inside, like you said, there's all sorts of stuff that survives, just beautiful inlaid floors, um, wooden doorknobs that are pretty cool, uh, escutcheons and all kinds of other like metal door hardware. And, a what? A oh, sorry, the, the plates that go around. You know, you see that where the doorknob is, sometimes there's a metal plate. That's called a scutcheon? That's called an escutcheon. Yeah. Oh, an, an escutcheon. Yes, yes. All right. Um, we all learned something today. Yeah. Uh, and so there's all this kinds of stuff still there. And for the, the spelunkers among you, if you go in the attic, uh, you can uh, go in the space that used to be the base of the tower. Oh. So you can see where the tower was, and then like above you, it's just sort of walled off now. But um, but you can be in the footprint of it. I take it you spelunked your way up there. I did, and um, interestingly, when you're stepping in there, there's an opening that lets you look sort of down into one of the interior walls of the place. And uh, David Barnett pointed out that unlike uh, many places that are sort of wood frame on the inside, but then have 
brick exteriors, uh, the interior walls of this home are also made of Cream City brick. Oh, wow. And you can see it if, when you look at it. that the, This is because this isn't a wall inside the middle of the building, and it's brick. Was that something that you had to be kind of wealthy to do? I or, should think, yeah, yeah, I would think so. I think it would be expensive to do that. So not everybody got the Cream City brick inside. Right. You had to be a uh, button wanted. You had to be Henry it. Button. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, anything else uh, from inside from your tour? Um, talk a little bit about David Barnett, uh, you know, as an art gallery owner. Super passionate about this building. I mean, I think he knows that this is, I mean, he, like, like you said, he's an art gallery owner. He knows art. He knows that he basically is has his business in a work of art. You know, and yeah. he and he really does treasure that. He's had to make a few little changes over the years to um, to accommodate code things and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's really not eager to change anything that he doesn't have to change. Um, there's, I think he said there were eight fireplaces in there, and he still has seven of the surrounds. So over the years, one of them somehow went missing. <laughs> uh, I think he said a former a former owner attempted to to take some of that stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, and he had to call him out on it. And then the give me back the fireplace. Exactly, I'd have that yeah. conversation. Yes, <laughs> uncomfortable. Give me back the fireplace conversation. <laughs> well, well, go see the pictures. There are so many really cool pictures on the article, which we've got linked up at radiomilwaukee.org/slash/podcasts. And subscribe to 889's podcast. We've got lots of podcasts about music, food, and film. Right at radiomilwaukee.org/slash/podcasts. And podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Tyra Miller with handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab and support from your membership and from On Milwaukee. It's Bobby Tenzel. Thank you. Thanks, Nate.